Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back this week to discuss the Lions-Bears game and just the state of things for the team as a whole. Um, this podcast works as more of a therapy session for the Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We realize things are tough, so we kind of let things off our chest in this one. So a little different vibe, perhaps. We're not giving up on the season. We don't give up until the math tells us we are officially out. But... <laughs> Um, we definitely have some issues, and we will discuss it on the podcast this is, this week. We want to thank everybody for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, Twitter, at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And now time for the pod. is drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find any little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It's 11-11 at 9.43 p.m. Um, we are here to discuss the Lions, twenty to thirteen. Oh, loss to the Chicago uh, Bears. Uh, a game where Mitchell uh, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, this is so painful uh, for me to say. I'm sorry. 173 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 131.0 quarterback rating. Good lord. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His name is Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to start. Is this as low as the Lions defense can get when they give up stats like that to Mitchell Trubisky? It, it's hard to think of them getting much lower. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty low. We saw a lot it's of good things low. on this defense in this game, but my God, uh, those three drives just just Yeah, brutal. that's basically what it was. Three three terrible drives. Otherwise, they in a row. Okay. And, and one was basically a, a gimme from the pick. Yeah, so on – I'll let I'll let Rudd Dog kind of take this one first, just in terms of what he's been talking about. And we were passing text before this game, even the fact that the Lions have uh, the smallest blitz percentage in the NFL, and they have the lowest uh, pass rush win percentage as well. So that combination is just awful. It's not good. So blue Kool Aid drinkers, tonight we're starting off. With no Kool-Aid. You're going to hear some unfiltered 
criticisms of this t defense or this Detroit Lions team. And I got to say, after this game, I, I felt betrayed. I feel like we've been fed a bill of goods because this Patricia is supposed to be the smart guy who adapts and and plays guys and to their strengths and does all these things so well. And yet we see an uninspired defensive game plan against an abysmal offense and we just get shredded. Granted, like like that we said, yes, it was only for three drives, but like those three drives were all it took. We had a backup quarterback. We should have not if we were aggressive, I think we we dominate this game, but instead we run the same vanilla defense we've been running all season without the same personnel that gave it any level of success at the beginning of the season and it was to our demise and I just feel like something's got to give right now because Patricia's team just does not look inspired. I don't feel like we're we're playing inspired football. I feel like we're just going out there and we're uh I think someone said it earlier in the season one of the players that we're like a puzzle with all the pieces. We're just not put together right and that's what this team looks like. The coaching is failing this team and it's very disappointing. Does anybody disagree with that sentiment? Um, no, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, <laughs> it's hard, yeah, it's hard to disagree. That, that was that was uh, Darius Slay who said that, and yes, I think Slay's been one of their better players all year. Uh, yeah, he and, and Trey Flowers has come on, and he's been a consistent contributor. But that I think it's the scheme more. I I I put it on Patricia more than anything. Yes, it's, the Lions did have five sacks in this game, but um. A lot of those came later when we got more aggressive, right, Rod Dog? Yeah, we finally blit. And this is what pisses me off because I've been calling for them to be more aggressive. And what better team to do it against than Mitch Trubisky at quarterback? I mean, you know, if you give that, make that guy have to think for a set, you know, on on the fly, he's gonna make mistakes. And what do we do? We sit back and play a super loose defense that allows him to sit comfortably in the pocket and just pick us apart because he has good receivers. And they're going to get open if he has time. And we play, and then they blitz at the end, and it just it works so well. And you're just like, and you just watch that, and you think, where was that all game? Sure, we got a few sacks because, you know, Flowers was, did a couple nice things, and we do have some good rushers, but, oh, that just, that just made me more mad than anything, seeing them do it well, blitz well. Yeah, I mean, it's part of it is definitely, I, I've, going back to this again is the coaching like how did that one touchdown to their third string tight end in the corner of the end zone he should yeah. not have gotten open like that I, I don't know who was on that coverage wasn't that but, will uh, harris i think that was yeah, will harris that was yeah. will he, harris. Got, he got beat in the coverage he like played it wrong uh, and uh Quandre, that should not have been him quandre an Diggs with an interception tonight by the way on monday night football uh and a couple other nice yeah. tackles. Oh, it just rubs salt in the wound. <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, that's the reason we're losing. No, no, I don't think so either. I, I think he would be if we had him though. He might have you know been in tighter coverage on a play like that. Yeah, but Tracy Walker also would have done the, better. Um, Big Z, you posted a thing in the our Lions chat where the Lions are one of three teams that have led all year. Like yes. they've had a lead in every game all year. And the other two are and, the um, 49ers and the chiefs, both above 500. Yeah. So that, I mean, we can't handle a lead and eventually we give it up and it's the same story we've been seeing all year. But that's, yeah. so now that you bring that up, is this, does that mean that um, we are doing good enough coaching? Does not 
uh, at the end of the game, or is it just that the talent gets us that lead and that we're not coaching it to pull out these victories? I'm inclined to say the talent because I don't see any adjustments uh, by this coaching staff. Not when it matters. We blitz when it's too late, and uh, I just don't see anything. Like, like the halftime, you thought we'd come out and show something a little different. Instead, they go right down the field and score a touchdown. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think it was especially on defense. I have less problem with Bevel and the offense. It sometimes they have some unimaginative play calling, but especially without Stafford, it was a tough game to call. Maybe I would have done yeah. a little bit of a more unique play calling to uh Driscoll's skill set because you could have used his speed a little bit more to our advantage. But other than that, I think Bevel's doing okay, unless he's the problem with the run game, which I'm just not sure yeah. about that answer. Well, although. They had almost 100 yards against the Bears, and they have no running backs right now. So, I, true. I, I wouldn't put it. They haven't done terrible with the run, considering what they have in the arsenal right now. But, but this, this is another thing I have written down um, in terms of frustrations, and I'm wondering if this goes to the coaching staff or if it's on the players. I'm going to go coaching staff because these are the things that coaches need to get out. It's, it's beating ourselves. Oh. In this game, we had two big plays, and we got called back for oh, holding calls. Taylor Decker with a really just a just an unnecessary hold Can on I... uh, Leonard Floyd on the edge after a twenty-seven yard gain. I think that would have got us at a ten-yard line. I want to harp on that yeah. Decker call for, for a second because that play pissed me off. As an old lineman, that play pissed me off because it was just lazy, lazy technique. He had his guy beat. It was against Leonard Floyd. He had him beat, and he had his hands on the right place inside his shoulder pads. The second the guy does a spin move, instead of going to his tight when you when you get a spin move as an O lineman, and you got him by the shoulder pads like that, you, the technique is to let him go, obviously, because it turns into a holding call. Use your footwork, move your feet, and move your hands to mirror him. Instead, he gets lazy, just tries to manhandle him, hold him there, draws a crucial, kills a crucial play with a boneheaded penalty that one you know usually between the whistles effort penalties you know are a little bit forgivable that was a lack of effort penalty and that one just oh that got me mad and then um what was the other one i think it was joe Dahl with the holding call is that right uh after we had a nice 12 yard gain yeah was it i don't, I don't remember so uh another guy i want to bring up that's yeah. been an issue on the offense as well um has been nick Bodden. he's the worst rated fullback and there was a couple plays i was looking at some uh film review online today of a couple of plays we could have sprung, uh, sprung big for our running back. Uh, this is when Ty Johnson was in the game earlier. And Nick Bond just either whiffed or he, he just went and attacked the wrong guy. Um, it's, it's definitely yeah. a concern. Uh, he, he, I think he's deserving it's, of that low rating. He only played on 13% of snaps in this game, though. It's yeah, too bad. Yeah. He's, got, he's got that intensity. You know, I think that guy plays really hard, but maybe he's not the right guy. Yeah, what were you saying, UJ? He's, yeah, I'm just saying I agree with you. He's very ineffective. Uh, kid looks good out there. He's got he's got that look of a great fullback, but he just he just not, doesn't do anything really. I mean, he, he I mean he doesn't blast anybody. He doesn't you know blast a linebacker now and then. You know, he, he just sort of runs in there and 
bounces. Hey, off but he's people. still he, leading he, the league uh, for fullbacks and hurdles. So yeah, I still blame. Oh yeah, one <laughs> yeah. with one. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I still blame him for the hurdling epidemic the following week by our tight ends. I think they wanted to one up him and both just did comically <laughs> bad hurdles the next week and got uh, Hawk a concussion in the progress <laughs> in the process. <laughs> And the, yeah, I, I, let's focus on that tight end group for a moment as well on this offense. Um, okay, Hawk looked pretty good. Hawk looked oh, really good on that pass and, he, and run. Oh, yeah, you know, he he looked really good on that. I, I want to focus more actually on Jesse James. If anything, we don't bring his name up that often. We brought him up a couple times, like where in the world is Jesse James type thing. But I just want <laughs> yeah, to <man>. focus <laughs> on him for a moment. We're paying him nine million dollars to do what? Uh, be a run blocker uh we have like the t- bottom five run game in the league <laughs> um be a pass catcher i think he has like four or five catches on the year as a whole he looks imposing it's um doesn't, yeah doesn't he inspire fear with a name like jesse J? Yeah. i just i really thought we were going to use him in the red zone and i we don't and i don't understand it yeah yeah that is one criticism i have of bevel where are our seam routes we have three big athletic tight ends, and I can't recall a seam route this season. Yeah, I agree with you. That's yeah. one of my favorite plays in, the, in in football is a is a tight end seam route, and and yeah. that's a play we rarely rarely run. I think and, we used it against the Cardinals. Yeah, I think oh. we did. Yeah, actually, yeah, and it worked but, well. Uh, we, we used up our seam route quota on the year. <laughs> yeah, we got right. Right. What the? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a I have a problem with our coaches just adjusting. Period. Like, we we can't stand the lead. We can't, you know, we do we get ahead sometimes. We don't know how to stomp on a team and and stomp on their neck and then like and go after them. We we seem to settle into some weird funky thing that <laughs> we just let the other teams always stay close to us, mm-hmm. take the lead at the end or something. We always right at the end of the game, we're always struggling to tie it or something. It just it's just so weird. I don't understand the, the philosophy going on here right now. And it's hard to question that we don't have the talent. Every game we've played, literally every game besides one, and even that one against the Vikings was a late score by the Vikings, right. has been seven points or less. That's insane. It is yeah. insane. So the, the talent is clearly there to compete with any team in the NFL. It's just about yeah. finishing these games. Yep. And like yeah. – and then- and with a new quarterback too, okay, this Driscoll guy. I, uh, Red Dog, you called me some Driscoll here. First of all, I said, "Who the hell is he?" I couldn't even remember our backup quarterback's name, and I never thought we'd have to use him. But uh, I tell you what, considering this kid came in with no experience, I, I he didn't really do that bad of a job, to be honest with no. you. Well, he ran yeah, a four. He ran a four six forty uh, in his combine. And yeah. I, I thought the Lions were actually going to utilize that speed a little more. I mean, there was a couple – it was kind of entertaining to watch him do a couple play actions in this where he would just, just sprint straight uh, horizontal to get to the sideline well, exactly. around but, the end. That was going to be my point, Z. I mean, he has a speed. Like, it was so noticeable to him. I mean, you know, we've seen Stafford for so long now, but this kid's got some legit speed when he took off. He's fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't use that. They should have used it. They should have – took advantage of that you know i think we ran one didn't. rpo one run pass option with him and it worked he kept yeah. the ball and ran for a nice game right right yeah 
So yeah. shame us for not taking advantage of that. Um, one one name to throw out there, by the way, is Mike Davis. He just got released by the Bears. Uh, he was one of the Bears' big free agent signings this year, and he got released. Uh, maybe the Lions can pick him up at running back just because they're hurting really bad. We could use help at any help there. Um, they they but, just put an ad in the paper, you know, wanted yeah, running right? back. Run, yeah. run, run like tryouts like they did for uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. guy, whatever. I don't know the real guy. Yeah, let's let's just you know explore all the flag football teams out there. You know, maybe Vince Papale. Vince Papale. Vince Papale. Yeah, <laughs> we need our own Vince Papale. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, let's focus on the, that Stafford injury right now too. What do we think is going on there? Is this going to – there is little – it's all up in the air right now. Uh, even for the team, it, it appears. <laughs> they were not 100% yeah. either on his status. Yeah. Um, yeah. The NFL well, you know investigating Stafford, the reporting he, of it, but uh, – yeah, go ahead, Bob. Yeah. No, I was going to say, you know with Stafford that he wanted to play. I'm sure he would have played even yeah. with broken bones if he knew it was broken bones. But the yeah. doctors, you know, decided, okay, can't do it. But, yeah, the reporting thing, that's, that's another uh, – some players knew on Saturday, supposedly, but then they didn't decide till Sunday, so it's all very mysterious. I think, I think what they were told is that there is a like he's likely not going to play, but they're still going to leave the window open in case he wakes up and it feels really good on Sunday, and that was not the case. That's what it seems where the kind of confusion in the communication yeah. came down. I think one thing yeah. we can count on is the I think the only reason he will play again this year is because it's Stafford and he will refuse to sit out because – I mean, especially if we get another loss, because that will, I think, probably drop our odds of making the playoffs down to zero. But, uh, you know, I think the only reason we see him play again this year is because it's Stafford, and he will refuse to sit out if he's even, you know, if it's a sliver of doubt that he can be cleared to play. Well, I think Stafford said he might be able to play this upcoming week against the Cowboys. That's Stafford. He's not going to call it. He's going to try to play no matter what. I'll tell you, I was utterly shocked he didn't play this weekend. I, I was me. at a wedding this weekend, and we were talking about the game, and, and people asked me if Stafford's playing. They heard, I, said, I said, bet the house, bet your car, bet everything you got. I guarantee you Stafford's going to play. This guy does not sit. And then, holy cow. Um, yeah. and I, was, I was shocked when they were said, I just, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I know. I wasn't yeah. for anything. I had the same feeling too. I know. I told all like, the uh, Bears fans I was talking to. I'm like, they're like, oh, here's Stafford's not gonna play. He's gonna play. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, without a yeah. I'm in the games like questionable before, and then he always plays. It's like I don't know. So you're kind of used to it. I didn't even know he was questionable till game day too. That was like what? Especially with that streak he had going. I mean, I yep. thought this guy's he, he's just too proud. He's not gonna let this streak die and and. Wow, I was I was just shocked. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, one one last thing on the the Driscoll thing, I I did think he did a pretty good job, you know, considering you know he's hasn't uh, played in a while. And uh, but I was it would have been nice if our receivers could have like oh, bailed him out God. a little bit because oh, they, yeah. they yep. you know I love our receiving core, but they did leave a few out there that they could have grabbed, grabbed even if the throw was slightly off they were still catchable that one to, the drops that one to galladay galladay when he was it was like a post route or like a flag route i don't know what but he was crossing the field like 15 yards down the middle of the field and that was a perfect throw by driscoll because it was literally the only place the ball could go to get to galladay yeah and he's catches yeah. those balls all the time from stafford 
and then he drops it from there and was like, yeah, what Yeah, Amandol's was probably worse because I was right in his chest. In his chest. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was. And does that anybody, was, yeah. uh, since we're, you know, we're going full on here, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> does anybody understand that three-yard crossing route at the end of the uh, game? Why was he even there? Oh, my God. Yeah, that no. was per- <laughs> no, per- per- perplexing, really. Uh, that was like yeah. amateur Shade league. That was like high school football. That was bad. But you, the quarterback shouldn't have thrown it, and the receiver shouldn't have caught it. <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah. Driscoll had two yeah. really bad throws in this game that really stuck out. That one and the interception. Uh, yeah, because I don't, I don't know yeah. where he, where he's throwing that. <laughs> the the right. Bears guy was in front of Galladay the whole time. Yeah, that was just b- bad throw. Um. Both guys could have caught it. The guy who caught it and the guy covering Galladay would have caught it if the guy in front of him didn't first. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We good? Are you good? Oh, we're Bob, done. Bob, you, uh, you good? I don't know. I mean. Yes. I'm not really good yet. You know what? You know what? You are we, and me, we all are going to right now just take a, a, a couple drinks of Kool-Aid, all right? All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's All see. Right. Hang on. Oh. Oh. All right. Oh, wow. It always oh goes God. down smooth. It always goes down smooth. I think we got a legit shot at winning the Super Bowl this guy year, gents. Wow. I just wow. realized we're not we're not eliminated from the playoffs. Yet. We're not. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well, now, now that you're talking about the playoffs, uh, the Lions have a – Two percent chance to get to the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Lions right now are so they're most likely their best chance is probably the sixth seed in the playoffs, right? Um, the Seahawks right. are and are playing right now, and then uh, the Vikings won last night. They are both. Well, if the Seahawks don't hold this out, they'll be seven and three. The Vikings will be seven and three, and then the Bear, the Lions will be chasing the Rams, who are five and four. The Eagles five and four. The Panthers are five and four. The uh, Bears are four and five, and then there's the Lions at three, five, and one. There is still a chance if they win out here to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, mean, I truly believe that, especially when they could get to play the Vikings again. They got to take one from all the remaining. You know, they play the whole division once again. So yeah. I mean, that takes one away from them, and the division has not been looking rock solid. I mean, this week we lose, and everybody else in the division. Oh wait, no, that was last week. Last yeah. week, everyone else in the division lost. I mean, no one's looking like they're you know just juggernauts sure to win you know 10 plus games going forward so there's a chance if we win out you know i could see something happening where we're in contention i don't don't see winning that division but uh no not winning the division but 10 5 and 1 i think can still get you into the it's a possibility into the playoffs uh we just have a really curious problem of closing out a game we can't just seem we just can't Close games. Wait, wait, wait. UJ, we, we drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> it's so hard to put your finger on, though, the exact drink it. Cause. Wait, you know what, who I'm I don't drink the Kool Aid on is um, Jared Davis. He, he he played his best game of the season in this game. Um, he what? he was rated 81.5 wait, for football focus. What game were you watching? I know. I didn't even notice he was out there most of the game. But maybe serious? that was a good I thing. I don't even believe that. This is, it. This yeah, is his best game of the season, I'm telling you. Based on what? Yeah, what? Well, first of all, Pro Football Focus, and he also led the he led the team in tackles, and he uh, Uh, and he had a couple hurries in this game as well. I don't know, and he is definitely his best game of the season. uh, Oh, 
hold on, yeah. hold on. I think we need to stop this and all take yeah. another yeah. step. Yeah. I think yeah. we need to step in the right direction is what I'm saying. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Jared Davis is not playing well right now. I'm you saying this is a step in the right direction. Oh. He just played well. Oh, boy. He played Look, 77% I, of snaps. <laughs> He's been playing over 90% or more every game so far this season. He finally played a little less. They gave Tavai more snaps, and Tavai looked good out there, too. Tavai looked good. Yeah. I will give you that. However, yeah, that'll give this you that. is one of the places where the coaching has failed. I think we need to reinvent Jared Davis because he he's an extremely talented athlete, but he – He's not a smart linebacker. He needs to be more of a pure pass rusher or something like that. They need to invent some way to use him better than they're using him now because he just yeah. he still can't cover guys. He's still making mistakes. He's over on a play. He's doing all these things. He, he needs to be maybe more of a pure pass rusher or something. I, I don't know. I agree with we you, We all Jay. agree. We've been saying that since the beginning just, of the season. And I was just talking I to know, uh, just, yeah. I was just talking yeah, to you. You're, you're just hyping him up there, Z. Well, he did have you his know, best game of the season. He had his best game. I'm, he but, took but a positive I, step. It, no, that's like a guy walking out of a bar drunk, and he falls forward instead of falling backwards into the bar. Like he's in the right direction, but he's still, <laughs> man. still stumbling drunk. Man, you guys really hate Jared Davis. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, no, I agree with you, uh, Rudd Dog. You were talking about, uh, before we got on the air, about lining him up on the outside as a, oh, an edge rusher. No, I, I agree. I love that. Regardless of how well he played in this last game, I, I think we do need to – I agree we need to move him on the outside or use him as a pass rusher, a pure pass rusher, quit with this nonsense of him trying to play a complete linebacker. Yeah. Tavai is, is, is hands on a better, talent, more talented linebacker in the middle there, I think. All I'm saying is that it was a positive step <laughs> in the right direction. Not not this not this drunk forward fallback thing. You got I on. thought that was a good analogy. It was a good that analogy. That was the best, the best analogy I've heard. You yet. can pat that yourself was... in the back for that one, but I'm going to disagree. I think it's a bigger leap. I think he got in the car and drove home safely. I'm going to metaphorically I'll... pat you on the back through the microphone. I'll pat you on the back for that one too, Bob. That was a good one. That was so nice. But uh, <laughs> but um. Should Tobias be getting all of Davis's snaps? Should yes. it be 50 50 or uh, even 60 40? No. I would not mind seeing it tried. Actually, I wouldn't I would, mind seeing I would like, it tried. I wouldn't mind seeing Maven get out there. Let's mix things up. The, the no, status quo is not see, working. I'd rather see Davis taking snaps from McQuarrie or from like. Yeah, uh, or Kennard. Playing on the end or something. Like using with his pure speed as a pass rusher. I'm telling you, in practice, let's practice him with the defensive ends and get him away from the linebackers. I agree. I was, uh, I, I was just watching the Seahawks tonight, and they have uh, Shaquem Griffin, and he's not a very big linebacker out of UCF, uh, the one-handed dude. And they use him right. as an edge guy. They use him as a, a left end. Like, why? There's no reason we couldn't use Jared Davis like that. Use yeah. his speed it, and athletic ability. Yeah, it might even spur his career a little bit, to change into something like because it would suit his talents better. You, you know what it reminds me of so, a lot right yeah. now? It reminds me a lot of Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy came into. I mean, it, their college careers were different. Jared Davis is playing what he played in college. He was an inside linebacker. He dropped in the zones and stuff in coverage, but it just like 
we they took Van Noy and tried to make him a read and react linebacker, and he was not well equipped for that position. He's a vertical linebacker. You either drop him into a zone or you rush him after the passer. And in those in those roles, he's an impact player. But you make him a read and react linebacker, and he's like a fish out of water. And Jared Davis looks yeah. like the same way. If you put him in a position where he can attack or he can drop into a zone from time to time, I think you could really see him flower into something, you know, dangerous. I agree. Physically, the guy's a stud. He's mean. He's angry. He hits hard. I mean, he does a lot of good things, yeah. a lot of good things. I think he's just not being utilized his potential, and I think we need to change his role a little bit. But that also yeah, leads me back to the coaching earlier, and I'm, I know we drank the Kool-Aid already, but uh, I, I just think that this is like uh, – I'm worried that we're seeing the same signs we saw out of like Jim Schwartz and stuff where we are just playing the same carbon copy defense the whole time and not really adapting to the players. Like, oh, well, didn't we get fed the speech all like the whole time we brought in Patricia leading up to everything that we're going to play to our players' strengths and like set them up to succeed and do all this stuff. And it just yeah. doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like they have an idea of what they want this defense to look like and they're forcing it to happen and to yeah. obviously that's, bad that's, results. I was excited about um, Jared Davis coming into this year because I thought he finished last year really strong. Yeah, and, um, the defensive hole last year was really what strong. What you're saying, I thought they were going to do exactly what you're saying and just play to their strengths. But I don't know for some reason Davis looks like he's taking a step back this year. And I think I'm just throwing this, I'm just throwing this out there, but you know Pascaloni calls the plays. Uh, you know it's Patricia's team and all that stuff. But Pascaloni's supposed to go. I I think. I think maybe Patricia may be conflicted, maybe because they, they're friends and he knew the guy since whenever, uh, since the Syracuse days, and uh, and and this guy's just not calling the defense properly. I, I think Trish, Patricia needs to maybe take tell this guy to take a back seat, and Patricia for at least till the end of the season start calling the defenses, and then you know and see what we can do different. I, you know, Patricia's not calling. He's his head coach. He's sitting there. He's letting those guys do their thing, and it's not working right now. So Patricia's got to get in there and take the reins, take right. this defense over right now, and start calling the plays. Yeah. Hey, that's every play. I that's, that's what I think. I, I think he needs to. And you know, sorry, Pascalini, you're a good friend and all that stuff, but you know, it's not working right now. You've got to take a back seat. Right, because I mean, in the end, it, it's his team, and he has to do what's right for the team. But that's also. I, I like I like that he's not micromanaging, but at the same time, I feel like it's the same thing we saw last year with Garrett Blunt. Like Patricia is like, can he not see what happens on the field? Like we're all watching this game, we all see these things. We saw last year that Garrett Blunt was essentially just a big bloated iceberg floating lazily towards the end zone every play, but he seemed to not notice as he kept getting the ball over and over again. And this year it seems to be sort of the same thing with his defense. It just continues to flounder and he doesn't step in. Like, all right. When's he going to step in? All right. So, besides Gerard Davis having a good game, uh, 
Uh, we drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> too soon, Big Z. We weren't done venting. He was had a good game. He had a good game. I want to bring up. Uh, I want to bring up Trey Flowers uh, and how good he's been playing. He he's definitely turning into the player that we thought he could be. Yes. Um, it's taken him about no it's taken him about uh, seven games to get into that zone. But oh, he's he got finally five there. sacks now, though, so he's on track for he, he a strong looks good season. Right now. He, he looks really good. Yeah. He's he probably does. our best player out there right now. Yeah. He just sacked two tackles for loss, seven total uh, tackles. Yeah. on this game um his, his edge play is incredible too man he had a couple plays on the edge oh, and yeah. the red that were just spat, just awesome when he dumped that I one mean, dude really really athletic just incredible edge player yeah he, he, I mean, he he's get he's always the low man you know especially oh, in yeah. the pass rush great and, leverage uh he he's really he is a good get off a good understanding of uh it's it, it just really come together you can see uh the con- the conditioning uh is definitely picked up for him as well. I mean, he played on 88% of snaps for a DN. That's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really good. Because the next closest uh, lineman was Ashawn Robinson at 51% of snaps. So, Wow. <laughs> um, they're going to keep having to pick up slack because our guys are dropping like flies. Yeah, Mike Daniels looks like he's out for the year. Uh, he made some uh, nice plays in this game, too, and then he's out. <laughs> Is he out for the year? I didn't realize that. Um, oh, I wow. mean, there, there's nothing official, but it doesn't look good. No, it's the yeah, same injury. Mike Daniels like... experiment no, he, has ended. He I hurt think. his other foot now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, that, that actually might be a good thing, then. He might be back. Well, his last injury was his other foot from his first injury in Green Bay. Right. Yeah. It is. So yeah. he's already already hurt both feet. Oh, jeez. I can uh, relate. Unless he's got a th- unless he's got a third foot. That I can relate. Know right. know, you know, like... <laughs> well, rumors yeah. in the locker room. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You ever see that guy in the locker room? <laughs> um, what do you guys think about Darius? Well, first of all, I think Darius Slay still looks really good these last two games. Uh, you know, he sucked in this game. Hey, suck in this game. Z, what are you talking? Z, what are you? Jeez. He had one bad play. He had one bad play in this game. What did you eat in this game? Did you eat some, like, were you eating some Kool-Aid candy or something? I don't know what you're – Slay was terrible in this game. They're called mushrooms? Terrible. What – besides the pass interference and one catch by Allen Robinson, what what, what are you referring to? Wasn't that enough? (laughs) Our standards are Mitch, so high for him. Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky picked on Slay. What does what? that tell you? One play? And they score a touchdown, they get a pass well, interference call, and Slay, big play, no big oh, play, Slay. Oh, that pass interference call over the game. Bull crap. Was that even a good call on pass interference? It was terrible. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, Allen Robinson is a good player. He's an actually good offensive player on the Bears, which is strange, uh, but he's the one guy. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, but I will say Slay after the game say, hey, we're in this together, Detroit. Well, we're going to come back on this thing. So. Hey, speaking of that pass like interference, though, did did anyone else notice on that pass interference when Slay covers the play, the ball's on the ground, the play's completely over, he, he like, looks at the ref like, we're all good, we're all good, does his little, like, arm sweep, like, yeah, no catch. And then the ref goes, oh, yeah, I got you, bro, and throws the flag. It was, like, the slowest thing I've ever seen. What was he waiting? I think he was just waiting for Slay. He was like, tempt me, tempt me, go ahead. And then Slay does his thing, and he throws the flag. It looked it looked so, fa- like, fake. It shouldn't have been thrown. That was a terrible call. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
I still think he looks uh, the last two games he's looked uh, better because there was a little stretch there. But I mean, I, I wanted to get also to his comments about uh, if the Lions don't win out, it could get really ugly around here. Ooh. Um, does that mean the locker room's teetering on edge? Well, I think yeah. we've been seeing some signs about that, but I mean, I'm hoping it's not. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so because he was clarifying further. He just meant like the season with our record will be it. And I was like, I don't think the team's falling apart. And they, they're still fighting in every game. Like, yeah, I mean, I, like we every said, every game's been yeah. close. What, One score game. Is that our talent, or is that our our, our coaching, or is, I, it, that's what I so, don't feel like? Is this doesn't feel like a team? This feels like a bunch of really good players out there just getting it done as well as they can. I'm, I'm, damn it, Zach. Why, Z, why'd you make us drink the Kool-Aid? I'm still like, was venting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it all out. <laughs> you need to drink you know, the Kool-Aid, every, man. The season's not over I yet. need more. God every game it. is down to one or two plays, though, you know? like That's like, the NFL. All these games, man. It's incredible. And we just, we just got to find a way to get over that hump. And for some reason, this team is struggling to get over that hump. This is very well, much like that uh, Lions team uh, from uh, – a few years ago, when they went to the playoffs and lost against Seattle, where I think that yeah. year, I think that year Stafford had eight come from behind victories in the fourth quarter, and this yeah. is like the opposite. We're not winning those close games at the end. We haven't given right. enough uh, opportunities for comebacks. That's the problem. <laughs> and there's no theoretic. Hey, hey, I got an idea though for part of the solution. When Stafford comes back, we need to use this Driscoll guy like the way. Uh, the Saints use uh, that hill guy. Yes, I was uh, thinking the same thing, UJ. This this guy is big. He's fast. He's got. And I'm telling you, we can use him as sort. They they were debating on whether to use this guy as a tight end when he came into the league. And yeah. all he, I mean, he, he's a big guy, and he's God, he looked fast. I mean, when he took off, I got holy shit, this guy's quick. Yeah, and, uh, he is really I quick. Mean, but maybe we can use him in sort of a role like the Saints do. You know. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there for for a little change of uh, change of speed kind of thing, you know, with the offense. I brought that, that a new dimension. I brought that yeah. up to Big Z, and he he shot it down when I brought it up. He said he's just not as good at that, but based on oh, some I evidence I've based never seen. on this one game. Well, well, just based on the fact that he has he's never gotten work in that role, it'll take like a whole off season I feel to kind of implement in, into that role. Maybe you put him in the slot a couple times and like throw a reverse, and he's part of the pass in that reverse. But not not a not a consistent presence like a Taysom Hill is for the Saints. You didn't give me that. Based on based yeah, on, I, I don't think it would take a whole off season. Just let him run the ball I, a couple times. I say we yeah. take one game, put him in, there and tell him to do that. So on and third and one, yeah, bring him in for an RPO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, why, yeah, not? Just, why not? Yeah, yeah. just tell him to do it. They're playing, right? Yeah, coach, I'll do it. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're football players, man. What the hell? This is not good sight. Yeah, right, and I hope the left. Lions in the upcoming game utilize that speed, uh, like we said earlier. They just... need all the creativity they can get. So you're right saying now. you hope Stafford's out for a few more games? Well, no, no, no. This is assuming Stafford's not playing, of course. Don't oh, okay. That. Don't ever say that. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible assumption. I you do... just made a, out, an ass out of you and me. I do think that. <laughs> 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 I do think that Stafford plays this Sunday. I think he hates the Cowboys. I he think loves he, to beat them, though. Yeah. Who doesn't hate the Cowboys? <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. I hate yeah. Um, jerks. And they're beatable. 
So just a uh, quick uh, divisional roundup I want to get to here. Uh, the Packers win at home in the snow against the uh, Panthers. So they are they maintain their spot at first place in the NFC Man, North. Do they get like the luckiest, eight two. luckiest draws of the season set up? The Panthers of Carolina in the snow. Man, could that not fall in their favor better? Uh, the Panthers aren't a bad team. It was a close game all the way down they're, to the end. They're a good they're team, a but team. they're playing completely yeah. out of their element. That's my point. Their their new quarterback's pretty good. But they have to play um, in the snow. They're uh, like a south team and like a warm weather team. And then the Vikings moved to 7-3 and three after a close game against the uh, Cowboys with a 28-24 yeah. victory. Devlin Cook ran for over 100 yards again yeah. in that game. Another reason I hate the Cowboys. They couldn't beat the Vikings. Yeah, thanks. Yes. We could really use a loss in that game for our playoff hopes to maybe move up to three percent. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, who names their kid Dak? Like, like, what the hell kind of name is that? <laughs> maybe they were trying to say Zach and Dak. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they just have a, a speech impediment. There. I don't know. I just... want to name him Zach. Oh, Dak. Okay. <laughs> Doctors wrote down. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we do have the Cowboys coming up. So, I mean, uh, the Lions' best uh, opportunity to get to make the playoffs, obviously, is not through the division. It's through the wild card. So, we'll, we'll have to continue to root for the Vikings to lose, uh, the Eagles, the Rams. That's easy. I always do that. A few other teams as well. We just um, kind of root for the Lions to win a few games. Yes, of course. Uh, if we don't win, I, that all becomes irrelevant. So. Yeah, Big Z said it the best earlier. He's like, it's like – the Detroit versus everybody, including ourselves, especially ourselves. Like, yeah, especially. especially. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but, man, that we're – oh, man. I, I, <laughs> I know I'm just <laughs> taking jumbled sounds right now. But we are a few blown calls by the refs against the Packers. Um. And fumbling oh, yeah. twice inside the five-yard line against the Chiefs and not blowing a 17-point <laughs> lead in the down. desert in Arizona. And a slew yeah. of mistakes. To uh, right. being right on top of it. It's just, oh, man. It's so, that's one what makes play it extra against the Chiefs and the defensive play that they blew. Yeah, one defensive We're play against the Chiefs. They yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it could be so different. I mean, just a couple plays. Oh. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, but then the, that's what it is, though. These winning teams, these games come close, and we're always on the other side of it. So what's what's the magic sauce we need here? And uh, get yeah. get through. I think Patricia needs to follow through on his word and and really adapt this team to its skill. So that's well. That's I, I don't know if we're going to talk about this at all, but uh, should Patricia be on the hot seat and is he on the hot seat? No, I don't I, think so. I, no, I personally think he should get another year. But I'm if with he you. did get fired, Martha went mad. I would understand it, but I hope they, because I don't want a whole rebuild again and I, all that. I, and I think he gets one him. more year, and if it's something similar uh, like this, or they're not even competing for a playoff spot at the end of next year, then he will be like, I could see, like, yeah, him and Quinn to be gone. Yeah, if it's like I this halfway through the next season, gone. he'd be gone. <laughs> like him and Quinn, it'd I, be a house cleaning situation. Exactly. Yeah. I think he gets yeah. three years, three solid years. If it doesn't work, yeah, then you're in the hot seat. But you can't after two seasons. You just no. can't. I mean, the first, first season, he clean house. The second season, he got things more his way. It's not working yet, but 
Maybe Patricia needs to maybe Patricia just needs to shave his beard. The Lions were playing a lot better. Uh, they were winning some games when his beard was a lot shorter, and I was getting a lot longer and uh, <laughs> causing problems. Yeah. But like, can I just say something? Why, like, looking at the 49ers tonight, I, two times since we've had like three or four different coaches, they've gone from like last to first <laughs> with a new coach, and it's just like. God, why does this yeah. happen to these other teams where they they get a new coach and it suddenly just brings them to life and the talent's finally recognized and they turn into really good teams and us on the other hand it's like well we gotta start building. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, there's too many circumstances. I was hard to. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm looking watching the 49ers right now as we're talking here right now, and and they're a damn good team. You know, they've been they've been so terrible for so long. They've been putting a lot of first round talent on their team. Yeah, they have four first yeah. uh, first round draft picks on their defensive line. Yeah, and now the and now it's all of a sudden coming together. You know, and they get Jimmy Garoppolo and all that. Well, you know, and, and, and like and even before that, when Harbaugh took over the 49ers, he took over an extremely talented team that just uh, you know wasn't coached well, and all of a sudden he got into the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, yeah. we haven't we haven't quite had that level of talent on the team. I think we're and at I that think Quinn, a really high level of talent. Not like uh, not at yeah. linebacker. No, I, well, that does just. It, but yeah. like, I wasn't going to bring this up, but now I feel like since it's sort of on topic, like talking about high level talent in their front seven, like we had an opportunity to add, you know, high end defensive talent this year. And instead, we went the direction of tight end. Do you think that yeah. was, uh, I mean, in hindsight, which is 2020, and still not saying I hate the Hawk pick because I think Hawk will be a good player, but, I mean, do you think that was uh, mis, uh, a misguided pick instead of increasing our talent up front on the seven, uh, where we knew we had deficiencies? Well, I mean, in hindsight, you can say that, but we, we still have an extremely talented defensive line that I think could cope or cover – for those deficiencies. And I think the way Quinn has attacked things, he's taking it like a position at a time. Like, like when you address the old line this year, he really went after the tight ends. And sort of, he's stressing certain areas sort of like all at once. Um, yeah, he did kind of neglect the defensive end, the pass rush department. And, and now we're paying the price for it. Cause we just don't have a pass rush. So linebacker, yeah, I mean, when in Christian high, Jones yeah. keeps getting more snap counts, <laughs> I mean. it's it's yeah, it's, it's how you look at it. I mean, because I think uh, personally, I think Hawk is going to be that George Kittle type player. That he's going to be like a weapon out there who's going to. I think oh, he's, I he's a really good player. It's I hard to do agree. as a rookie, and so you know, next year they'll probably address the pass rush a little more. It's, it's I mean, what year you do what move? I guess. Yeah, I mean, and and Hawk short term it was it wasn't good, but. I think Hawkinson right. with a full offseason in the NFL uh, is going to get stronger and uh, be a better blocker as well on the line. And and that's where, yeah. like, the vision is. I think we just need to see this vision. And right now, Quinn is clearly playing the long game. But I don't know how much longer he has to play that long game. He's better start seeing short-term results. But, uh, I mean, if we believe in the vision still, which I, for the most part, do, I think we're going in the right directions in a lot of ways. And – if we do that next year and throw all our, you know, resources at our front seven of our defense, I think we could, uh, I mean, anyway, I don't want to get too much into next year, but I, I think the vision is still strong. It just, God, is it taking yeah. too long, so long? Yep. 
So I want to I want to start to wrap things up here, and we're gonna go around. And everybody's okay. gonna give their last word, but I do want to remind you, it's not over till it's over, and the Lions still have a, a little over two percent odds to make the playoffs. So two percent. Oh, a little over two percent. A little over. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> That's about done chance, deals I've ever heard. So we're gonna do our last yeah. word, and we're gonna start with you, UJ. All right. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, I'm frustrated like all you fans out there, and it's. But you know, I, I'm I'm 61 years old. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I'm like pretty freaking old, and I've been following this team for a long, long time, and uh, and I'm frustrated as anybody, but. I'm willing to give this staff and this current uh, regime a, a chance here, and I'm, I'm patient. I'm still eternally optimistic, and, uh, you know, things aren't coming together right now, but I think it's going to. I really do. I think in the long run we're, we're going in the right direction, and uh, just bear with it, fans, man. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen in Stafford's tenure, too. You know, Stafford, despite his injuries, um He's still young in quarterback parlance, so he's he's 31 years old. Uh, you know, I, he still got some really good years left, and we're going to win it in Stafford's era. So, and we got to do it for him. Stafford's man, Stafford's a stud. Yep. He, he he's everything Detroit stands for. I mean, he, he's the best man, and we got to win it for, for him. If nothing, it just to win it for Stafford, you know, and rally around him. And I and I, I think it's going to happen. So be patient, fans. Be patient. It's going to happen. Hey, UJ, so. you said you're 61, but how many uh, years do you think the Lions have added to your life just due stress of watching these tight games all the time? Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to die next year because <laughs> because <laughs> of uh, all the years they've taken off of my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got to win it. got dark. <laughs> I was wow. going to live to 90, <laughs> you know, but, you know, they've taken a lot of years from my life. Wow, that's but that's okay. As long as they win it, you know. Bye next year. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. How about you, Bob? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what are we doing? We're looking at the whole thing. Yeah. The um, I, I'm right now at this point of the season, I'm just taking it a game at a time. You know, I got to beat the Cowboys next week yeah, and take it from there. And uh, I'm hoping Stafford comes back because I still think he could uh, throw for 5,000 yards this year, even missing that game, which would be fun to see. And uh, yeah, long term. I'm all in. You know, I've been all in, and I'm going to continue to be. And I, I still have my prediction that I made a couple of years ago. I still stand by that Stafford will retire with more Super Bowl rings than Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's still going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Go Lions. I love that prediction. All right, Rod Dog. All right, I'm going to address my final word to our man Steve Lehman on Instagram. Uh, Steve – He's giving up hope. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna read what he just he sent us. He said, "My Kool Aid for the season has run out, fellas. A, a season left with lots of what's and whys, and there's still seven games left. I could hope for the best and try to pretend, but with the only consistent positive we had sidelined for who knows how long, time to speculate what happens from here. Well, Steve, we're gonna be here all the way to the end, and there's still hope, my friend." Hang in there. Drink the blue Kool-Aid because great things are in store for this team. Go Lions. Let's go. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. No, my last thing is, like like uh, I was saying, the the season is not over. Uh, it may look grim, but it is not over. And like Bob said, like one game at a time, that's all you, that's all you can do at this point, right? 
Um, and uh, it's going to start on Sunday uh, when we play the Cowboys, who we hate and we love to see them beat. Um, the Cowboys bring a lot of good memories for me. Calvin Johnson uh, leaping over three defenders to catch a ball. Matt Stafford uh, jumping over like, clock it, clock it, clock it. Riley, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, just one of the best comebacks of all time and uh, one of the highlights of his career. Legendary. legendary. Um, and I look I look forward to hopefully, hopefully uh, seeing him out there. And if not, I look forward to seeing uh, the inventiveness that we can use with Jeff Driscoll, hopefully. But we, we I think Stafford's going to come back this week. I think he just needed a week. Uh, it, he, his bones feel heal faster than a lot of other people's, especially in his back. And he, I was ta- uh, talking yeah. to Red Dog. His posture looked really good on the sideline, so I think his back. It fine. did. He was bending over and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Z, could I do one final, final word? Because I, I forgot about this. Oh, um, final, final mention, word. All right, yeah. I just want to mention uh, – the death of Charles Rogers, who was oh, a, oh yes, the biggest, yes, thank one you. One of the biggest draft busts in Lions history, but by all accounts, he was a decent guy, but he had a drug problem. And uh, I remember uh, it was 2003 when he was a rookie. I think uh, DJ and I were at this game. I don't know if you guys, I was there. guys were. Yeah, but, uh, we were there. he caught two touchdown passes. I mean, Joey Harrington was young, you know, I think his second year or whatever. And I was like this is the future, man. You know, like, uh, and then, uh, yeah. but, but also in that game, it was like, he had like 38 yards pass uh, receiving and Anquan Bolden had like 200 plus yards on the other yeah, side of the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it turned out to be pretty much the highlight of Charles Rogers career. Yeah. It never, yeah. never came together for him. He broke his collarbone a couple of times, but yeah, anyway, rest right. in peace, man. So well, victim yeah, of well, the bad speed, Charles Rogers, man. It, it's, it's sad, but uh, yeah, just an, yeah. an elite, elite athlete. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, really it's, sad to see it happen. It is uh, get it together. another victim of the legal drug problem in this country. Um, yeah, thank you, thanks for bringing that up, Bob. Uh, yeah, so we feel for his family, and uh, yeah, just a tough situation. Damn shame. Yeah. yeah, great career at Michigan State. You know, before and that. Another thing yeah. I want to add at the end of this podcast is Happy Veterans Day. Uh, Yes, Rudd Dog. You're in a. Uh, if you could just tell um, tell the listeners what you actually do for the armed forces, because I don't think you've ever mentioned it. <laughs> uh, I'm in the Army National Guard. I'm an infantryman. All right. So thank you, Rudd Dog, for your service as well. Yeah, uh, Rudd Dog. That's all you And our and our grandpa and your dad, Bob and UJ. Yeah. Uh, uh, we think of him as well. So, and everybody else that's served out there. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. Instagram, Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Twitter, at Drinking Lions. Um, please go on there and follow us. Uh, we're, we're still drinking the Blue Kool Aid over here. Believe it or not, we are. And uh, we just had to get a few things off our chest <laughs> that's, uh, there, uh, today um, that I'm sure a lot of you are thinking as well. Um, please engage with us. iTunes, uh, subscribe. Please leave a review. We'd always appreciate it. And you can find your po- this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go! Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game.
with honor, you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go! Go. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.